0: Hey, welcome to this one time at OU. Thanks so much for joining us. Today we have a very interesting guest that we're really excited to talk uh, talk to. His name is Terry Smith, and he's the uh, editor and publisher of the Athens News. It's uh, something that everyone who's been to Athens, I'm sure, has seen in the uh, different stores and restaurants that have it around. And welcome, Terry.
1: I'm glad to be here.
0: So you have been uh, in Athens, uh, involved in Athens for a long time. You said you've been the editor and publisher since 1986?
1: Uh, I became the editor in 86 and uh, then publisher when our paper got purchased by uh, APG and they, they do a lot of their uh, the management outside the office, so they needed somebody to have that title, publisher. But it doesn't really mean much. I'm basically the editor, just like I've always have been since '86.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah how how large of an operation is the Athens News? How many staff do you have, and and give us the basics?
1: Yeah, things have changed quite a bit. I I went to school at OU uh, from '73 to '77. And the athens news started as the a news uh in the spring of 77 which would have been my senior year oh it was the a news that's, that's cool. um, yeah yeah it's <laughs> well it was the athens a news i guess but everybody knew it as the a news and most people still do in town uh but i remember it it was a free kind of a hippie underground newspaper then and uh, when i graduated uh and left town i sort of forgot about it and uh i was out west working in blue-collar jobs in California and Arizona, got back in the newspapers and worked in Idaho and Colorado and West Virginia. Ah, oh, sounds then I saw, great. Yeah, I saw an ad in the uh, editor and publisher for associate editor at the Athens News in the sp- spring of 86, and I applied and... Uh, the the rest is history, I guess. Within a year, I became editor, and that's what I've been doing ever since.
2: They knew what a good thing they had. Um, We had a guest on last week who was the gentleman who did the Surf Ohio t-shirts, Ron Kaplan, and I believe he said he worked at the Athens News. Did you know Ron? Uh,
1: That might have been before my time. He did Uh,
2: some cartoons, I think, there.
1: Yeah, there was about nine years uh, where they kind of made the transition from a hippie underground paper to To more of a kind of a alternative right yeah alternative slash community paper which uh, we're too small of a market to be a total alternative paper because you know you have to appeal to everybody, Um, but yeah he would have been during the more hippie time probably
2: Uh, yeah I think he went to school I think in seventy eight so that was uh. I guess, yeah, maybe when you were just moving out.
1: Yeah, I would have missed him. Uh, I was in Ironton working for the uh, the Daily Paper down there for a year before heading out west. Uh, but out west, I was almost like a missionary telling people about Athens. Uh, my wife <laughs> still teases me. Uh, when I, I met her in Idaho, she's from Canada, and uh, she she she'd get tired of me talking about Athens and OU, um, but the way it is out west, you've... Fairly frequently, you run into people from Ohio and even Athens and OU, so you're never that far away from it.
2: No, it seems, uh, I forget what the stats were, but years ago, uh, Ohio was one of the top states that people left, and I grew up in Ohio, and Springfield, Ohio. My best friends are still my best friends when I was a kid, so uh, I I like Ohio, but I think a lot of people have been leaving it lately.
1: Yeah, that's kind of been the long-term trend, I think. Uh, I think if you're going to live in Ohio, uh, Athens is probably the best place to be. Which explains why I'm still here, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, Unless Ross, she time. lives she lives on the lake Lake Erie, so that's that's not a bad way to go either. Roz.
1: where do you live up there, Roz?
0: Uh in East Lake and man, it is there's like ten foot waves right now. It is rocking and rolling. Oh wow. There's a huge storm. So I was surprised my internet worked enough to do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Where are you located, Tim?
2: I'm in Richmond, Virginia now. Okay. He left Ohio. <laughs> yes, but I still go back often. My family's there, and actually, I'm dating a girl in Columbus, so I go back a lot. Okay. Sure I wish there was a, a cheap flight from Columbus to Richmond, or a convenient flight at least.
1: No, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but when I was in college, uh, all the loosest gals were from Springfield.
2: Uh, you can <laughs> yeah. tell them. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I don't know if that's something to be proud of of Springfield, but. Uh, you're supposed to say they were the, the most fun people from Springfield. Right? Well, they were nice people, too. Is that people, something too. you've heard, yeah.
0: Tim? Is that <laughs> something you've heard, Tim?
2: I haven't. That was before my time, I think. Ah. Yeah. I,
1: I We never thought of that as, uh, as a bad thing. Yeah. A, <laughs> yeah.
2: Of course. I'll have to mention that when I go home. Now, hmm. you've been uh, Athens, I mean, with the paper since 86, you mentioned. Have you seen a lot of changes in, in the university and in, in OU as – like maybe some of the larger changes have you have you seen a lot going on I know you have but what sticks in your mind
1: uh I have I mean what strikes me more than anything is that uh in all the important respects it's still pretty much the same uh the students haven't changed much since my time and then the mid 80s when I came back um they may look a bit different but uh, even that they don't look that much different uh uh, the main changes are in physical like buildings uh growth that kind of thing um but the college green still still looks the same maybe the trees are taller now uh the big apartment complexes down on the river uh that's been a big change i mean have you if you've been down here lately there's big apartment complexes that have grown uh over by where uh, lakeview apartments used to be then that was called river park towers i think
0: Yes, I've seen that. I mean, uh, my friend that lives in Athens said that there really isn't the rental problem that there used to be because of all the new apartments.
1: In fact, it is going to become a problem because enrollment is uh, declining and they overbuilt a lot of the rentals. So a lot of folks who uh, the smaller rentals, you know, local people who may own two or three houses, uh, they're going to start seeing a real problem with that Uh we interviewed right. a, a fella today who's in local real estate and he said that uh, I mean it used to be that there weren't any available uh, rooms or apartments but now you,
2: the, you had to hustle to get a house like you're leaving the dorms you're like okay you know you, you got out looking the paper circled called somebody went over to see him cuz it was every, you always landed up ended up in a house but it wasn't a, it wasn't a given that's for sure
1: and for years uh, most of the time I've been here students would begin looking for a place like a year and a half ahead of time Right. That's not something that we did in the 70s. But uh, I, I remember uh, before we slept my,
2: outside. You're like, what?
1: Well, before our senior year, we uh, were going to get the house that we had. Again, my uh, my best friend and a couple other people uh, on Clark Street, way way out on the west side, uh, past Central Avenue. And we had it all set up. And in July, we all got a letter from the landlord telling us that because of the way we kept the house and uh, <laughs> Other issues, uh, we weren't going to be allowed back, so we ended up having <laughs> a scurry to, to find alternative housing like within about a month and a half.
2: Yeah, July is late, from a month and a half to a year and a half. Uh, earlier mm-hmm. you mentioned the students have stayed the same, and I would imagine the dress probably comes in Waves. There's there's a tie dye certain persona to it, and kind of a hippie vibe that it's always part of Athens. So some people who normally didn't dress like that, you know, probably changed when they went to school. But what about the? Uh, I don't know. No more intelligent. Does the student of today? Do you have more hope in them than you did in the student in 1986?
1: Um, and, again, this is, might disappoint you, but I, I feel about the same way. I mean, I get the same vibe from students uh, now as I did then. I mean, they're unfailingly polite. They'll say, sir, which is always makes me kind of uncomfortable because I never called anybody sir when, when I was a student. Uh, um, but they also ignore you. If you're not not of a 18 to 25 range or 18 to 28 or whatever, uh, they just look right through you. Uh, and our office was uptown up until this past September. So we were uptown all the time. Uh, and it's just something you get used to. Students are in their own world. Uh, but when you do interact, they're polite. And, uh, you know, they're just kids trying to get an education like I was in the 70s. And and they're just another cohort, you know. In another 15 years, they'll be posting on the uh, OU Facebook site about their memories. And,
0: <laughs> yeah, that is so interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting yeah. you say that because when I've been back to Athens and I get back to Athens a lot, Terry, um I see people that's like that looks just like my one friend and my, you know, that I had in college, but I realize it's not that person. Uh, It just is a student that looks just like that person. And the person I'm thinking of doesn't look anything like they used to anymore. And it's just like I see people that look just like someone that I used to hang out with. Yeah, that happens
1: to me, too. And (laughs) After a while, you you start to think that maybe there's only a limited number of types of people, you know. Like, I've seen that type. I've seen that type. Um,
0: Right, right. And is it still, I mean, I always liked you because I felt like, the uh, students from different groups would hang out like it wasn't as clicky as at least my private Catholic high school was and that, you know, different groups hung out together. Do you see that still?
1: Um, if I were to go to the bars, uh, the student bars, I might notice that, but uh, uh, not so much. Although the the, the fraternity, the Greek life, that, that's kind of obvious. Uh, it may be more so than when I was a student. Um, OU was definitely uh, downplayed the whole Greek system in the 70s. Uh, and,
2: and when we were there in the late 80s, I, I think it, a lot of people were part of the system in, in the Greek. We had friends that were, and it wasn't our fraternities better. I mean, I went to a lot of frat parties, but I never belonged to one. It seems it was a little looser, but it wasn't like a lot of schools. It's part of their life. I, can, I live in Richmond and UVA. I think you go there and you kind of expected to join a sorority or fraternity and I know you it wasn't really like that but everyone got along.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I, I in my four years I seldom even ran into frat frat uh, members or sorority members who just we were in kind of a different crowd entirely. But now I well, you if, wouldn't
2: know that they were maybe it's Yeah, not, yeah, that
1: could be that, was, that could be. Well,
2: so people don't talk to you today and they're like, "Oh, oh okay, boomer, whatever."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh Late the other night, my wife and I we went to Casa. We go up there Um, nowadays. They have uh, an early show twice a week, uh, Thursday and Saturday, where they'll have a band playing at six o'clock, and you'll get all the geezers out there, uh, like older people (laughs) like us and uh, families too. And uh, it's just early, you know. You're home by eight eight thirty, but when we do that, it's always kind of cool. You see the students uh, pre gaming, you know, going to the bars and. and that night, it was one of those nights where all the women are dressed in, in uh, tight little cocktail dresses and the, the guys are, are dressed up, too. And they're all drunk as hell going up and down the sidewalks. And I don't remember that so much during my time. Uh, I more so remember uh, hippie students stumbling around after doing Quaaludes. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember more. Uh, we mentioned Casa. We had Casa on the show uh uh, Grace was Grace Corbin, so super nice, and we're fans of Casa. We also had um, a lady who was El, uh, Ethel Red Eldridge's daughter who plays in a band, but I bring that up because she's in a band out of Columbus, and they played the Casa, and she says, yes, we love playing early shows. <laughs> and their whole thing is, yeah, we'll play early, no problem, because that's when we're going to get our crowd.
1: Right. What, what was her name?
2: Uh, her name is Carla – I know it's Carla K., and it's huh. the um, – the the K birds, uh, I forget the. Uh... The victorious. Oh, K
1: Carter, K Carter. Yeah, I know her. Um, I didn't realize she was Eldridge's daughter. I know his well, other I don't daughter. Know
2: it's K Carter. Um, yeah. It's Carla K, I think, right? Uh, well,
1: K Carter is the stage name. I do the the calendar for the, the A News, so we I, we get that act quite a bit. Uh, at least I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. The Victorious something birds.
2: Yeah. The Victorious K
1: birds. Yeah, I know. You're right. Okay. Good.
2: All right. So we're not um, crazy. Gotcha. And she's she's a super nice lady. And we were, ha- we were happy to have her on the show. But it was interesting that she mentioned, like, yeah, early shows are great.
1: Oh, I love them. I wish they'd had them the whole time that I was in Athens, really. I mean, since coming back.
2: <laughs> now, in Athens, it seems what we would call townies. Um, were a little older folks, and, and of course the mental uh, hospital was still there, and, and people would come down from there. Um, I've been there later in later years, and it seems like there was more of a a separation between students and, and locals. Is that the same? Has that changed, or is it any different there?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't notice that there's been any change. Uh, but I don't go to the bars as much anymore other than to go to those early shows or – or to go yeah. out to eat to Jackie O's or, or whatever. Um, Tony's, uh, for many years, I would go there occasionally, and that's where you would see that intersection of uh, students and uh, townies more than anywhere else.
2: And right.
1: Probably Jackie O's, too, since it's, it's a big place, and it's got the attraction of the, of the great beer and all.
2: Yeah, the union had some of that, but they were just kind of college students that – were still like five years removed from college and just stayed there and then you know they didn't necessarily stay there beyond that
1: right right well if you were there in the the 80s do you probably remember the spring fest the,
2: oh the, love spring fest okay. yes yeah yes. yeah my
1: brother uh, was a post uh reporter or worked for the post their art their arts department uh in the late 80s and his best friend was todd richardson who was a post editor one of those years and uh, Dan Horn also was the post editor one of those years, so I I got to know a lot of those folks uh, just through my brother.
2: And you've done a lot of stories on a Spring Fest, I imagine. I'm not sure when that ended. Oh, uh, it would have been maybe '89.
1: Uh, it coincided with the drinking age going up. Yeah, it ended while we were still there, Tim. Yeah, I
0: remember. Yeah, I, remember I remember being going so two sad.
2: Years, but yeah, I don't. And then they turned, and there was a Palmer Fest, and now I think, what do they have numbers? parties. Uh in
1: 2004 they started uh, Numberfest um uh, out in the country out not far from where I live actually. But the last one was last spring. They just announced a couple months ago that uh, it was over. So that was 17 years of Numberfest.
2: Uh well, what were the was that a minute was city sanctioned or university sanctioned?
1: No, it was always off off uh outside the city so that nobody could really say that it was sanctioned or not. Um uh, but it was a columbus uh, events company that took it over after the third or fourth year and it, it had like 15 18,000 kids would show up uh, on a saturday and wow most yeah, of the years we year, missed
2: out on that yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. that's like when i was there i think that was the under 17,000 was the undergrad population on campus
1: oh yeah i mean it was and they had really big uh, hip hop and uh, electronic music acts and rap and stuff um, if you go to our website uh, athensnews.com uh, there's a slideshow that all the best pictures from the 17 years of number fest that I put together about a month and like right after the announcement went out great great shots there were always uh, mud wrestling and mud fights because inevitably it would rain a day or two before the the festival and it was all always byOB so you'd have a 98 pound co-ed hauling in a 24 pack of uh, natty light or whatever Just...
0: oh my god that sounds awesome too bad it's oh, yeah. over <laughs> it
2: was a mess hey, what a, kind of festivals you need to bring it back
0: i know what festivals are byob i mean
1: <laughs> oh i know that's... it was not... and people would roll in their own kegs uh <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, no, out... i've heard
0: of that pawpaw festival
1: yeah I that's, think that's...
0: Some... that's getting bigger isn't it from the yep. jungle book no <laughs> It's this fruit, the pawpaw. Yeah, I know.
2: That's from the Jungle Book,
0: right? Yeah,
1: it's the Appalachian banana. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know what it is. We have... Uh, I don't know about that.
1: It's in Albany. uh, It's Lake Snowden, which is the park just to the east of Albany. Uh, Mid-September every year, I've been to every single one of them. Uh, They're great. They have bands like three days in a row. and uh, Great pawpaw wheat beer, which is like 11% alcohol, so you can have a couple of those and be on your ass. Uh, yeah, oh, i gotta, just I got to
2: go to one of those. Yeah, Rod, that's a class reunion time there. And right. they, had, they,
1: they had a uh, two giant pawpaw puppets. A, a fellow would or a woman would, would wear these things and would walk around and talk to people all during the festival. And this past year, somebody ripped it off um, and it was
2: just gone. Aww.
1: And with, I mean, there wasn't a human being in it when they took it,
2: but... And I've always wondered what language a Papa spoke. So that'd be interesting. I'll never know.
1: Yeah. But if somebody returned it like within a week. We had a big cover story about it.
0: Ah, well, speaking of stories, what are some of the, I mean, you've been in the thick of the Athens news for so long. What are some of the biggest ones, uh, the biggest like scandals of Athens of a town?
1: (laughs) Okay, well, we, we, had a, mind. we had a corrupt sheriff that uh, we editorialized against over a long period of time, and he ended up getting indicted and convicted and sentenced, and he's still in prison uh, about six years later.
0: Wow, so, that, that so your reporting
1: led to his indictment? Well, partly. I wouldn't want him to think that when he gets out. But Oh, no, 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 that <laughs> didn't happen.
2: <laughs> yes. That other person who's no longer at the Athens News. No, no.
1: Uh, One thing I would suggest as far as the big stories, um, on our 20th or 40th anniversary um, in 2017, we came out with a book called 40 Years on the Bricks. And it's, uh, you can still order it for 20 bucks, but it's the history of the Athens News. And it's got all these great articles and pictures from uh, back in the day.
2: Can that be found on your website? Can you Uh, say your website again?
1: It's uh, athensnews.com.
2: Easy to remember.
1: Is it a daily paper? Uh, we're a weekly. Uh, weekly. We started out as a weekly, and then for almost the entire life of the paper, we were twice weekly. And this last uh, June, we switched back to weekly because we were struggling uh, just making a go of it, two papers a week. And now that we've consolidated weekly, uh, things are better, and we're actually in the black now. And, uh, so that's good.
2: That's important. What were the days that came out? Was it a Wednesday, Saturday? It was Monday, Thursday. Monday, Thursday.
1: Guys. So I worked every Sunday other than when I was on vacation for for 35 years almost.
2: Yeah, should we stick this twice? A, now, let's make this a weekly. That's a much better idea. I'm getting older. I need a vacation more.
1: <laughs> uh, I like that. I get my weekends off now. I'm even bored on the weekends.
0: <laughs> well, it's a tough business these days. I mean, did you uh, major in journalism, Terry? Uh, yes, I did. So, uh, were you was newspaper your
1: you know reporting your uh, specialty? I was in magazine journalism. Magazine, uh, yeah. So I kind of thought that might be a backdoor into uh, being a novelist. That's what I really wanted to do, and it's something that I never ended up doing, and, and never really enjoyed. Not yet. No, I didn't even enjoy it when I tried it. So, <laughs> like I, I mainly read fiction. I, I write nonfiction and read fiction.
2: Well, Raj, you mentioned there was a journalism professor that stuck out. Um, what was her name? And Devin mentioned the same.
0: Uh, I can't remember. I'm terrible with names.
2: No, the lady who was very strict, who you really but learned a lot the lady, from. Yeah. yeah. Drew,
1: Drew Everts. That's it. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, she's, uh, her other name is um, Conan the Grammarian.
2: Um, <laughs> right. Well, everyone who talks journalism always has uh, mentions about her that she was tough, but they, they learned a lot from her, was kind of the the
1: takeaway. Oh, she was great. She uh, I took her for news editing, which is uh, you know, a required course. And uh, she gave my whole class an F on her final exam, uh, which was bad. I mean, you had to pass the thing. Uh, and then the next day we came in and she relented and allowed us to take it again. So that was good.
0: Yeah, if you had like one typo, it was like an F.
1: Oh, yeah, like spell that. a name wrong and, and forget about it. Um, right. She was I tough. just saw her the other day. I was walking on the College Street, and she was in a car that passed by, and I waved, and she waved. And it's, it's still a small town. You're like using those skills.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. She's great. Working, I mean, your office being downtown, I know exactly where it was, so you were uh, downtown a lot. Did you have a regular lunch stop you'd go to? You um,
1: I got tired of the places uptown and uh, yeah, it, uh, after all those years, and usually would bring leftovers from home. It's not very exciting, but... Uh, uh,
2: if I have one more bowl of cheese soup, I'm going to die. I yeah.
1: still like to go to the pub, though, for lunch, and um, the, the diner next to the paper, uh, some of those kind of places.
2: Do you remember the dugout? We were talking about that on an episode, and I remember going to lunch there a lot, and they had good food for being a, a, kind of a old-school bar.
1: Yeah, that was the one downstairs across from uh, Dale's BP, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, they used to have bands in there. Uh, It became the Swindlefish Saloon at some point, uh, maybe in the 90s. And uh, there's a T-shirt shop there now, I think.
2: What was your favorite uh, bar or restaurant that was in Athens that went away? Or I guess maybe it's still there. What's your favorite bar? Uh,
1: There was two. Uh, Mary Johnson's was the Hillbilly Bar where uh, Tony's is now.
2: Um, that be that pr- that was previous uh, Cripple Creek.
1: Right? Yeah, Cripple Creek. Uh, I'm sorry, Cripple Creek was uh, pretty temporary, uh, maybe a year or two. Uh, but before that, it was uh, definitely a definitely a country bar that uh, a lot of uh, at the end of the month, people would bring in their welfare checks and drink like at eight o'clock in the morning. And uh, but me, my pals and I just loved going in there and just for the different environment. They had a great hardcore country jukebox and. 45-cent beers, and I remember this old old woman uh, would, would insist that you dance with her. And it was a lot of cool stuff.
2: Yeah, Tony uh, mentioned that and when it was it was multi-levels at that time. He says you went down, what, you actually went down physically and socially.
1: Yeah, I never knew that there was another level down. We always stayed on the main level, but that's a good line. Uh, and
2: maybe, uh, maybe I got my dates mixed up.
1: And the other one was Harpo's, which was uh, – Uh, Was the star of India there when you guys were there? Uh, Indian restaurant on West Union.
2: Uh, Sounds familiar. It does sound familiar, but that seems like a popular Indian name. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure I wasn't sophisticated enough to eat Indian then.
1: (laughs) It was a standalone building across from the depot, and and it it was a great bar. I mean, they used to have uh, some of the great bands in town would play there, and you actually had to say excuse me to the bass player to, to get to the restroom because it was so so narrow.
2: Yeah, yeah I would don't I don't think I, I would have remembered all that. So yeah, I must have
1: Yeah, I was in there one time and there was a, a gal from my English class dancing on the foosball table uh to the band and uh I just had this inspiration and I pulled a couple knobs in the foosball and uh, toppled her over right into my lap.
2: Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, that's a terrible place yeah. to dance. And foosball, yeah. like your feet in between, you're for sure falling down.
1: I'd like to say there was more to that story, but that pretty much ended after she fell in my lap and then she looked at me and walked away. But, you know. Oh, you could have
0: been like, and that was my wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are some of, you know, being. Running a paper in Athens, Uh, what are some of, besides money, I'm sure, what are some of the biggest challenges uh, that you face?
1: Um, Just not having a big enough staff and a big enough budget to to pay the staff. I mean, in our early years, we had a a campus bureau with something like 10 student reporters, maybe five student photographers and a campus editor. And they would kind of come in every for every issue with five or six story ideas. Uh, And we would put those in the paper, you know, in our effort to appeal to both town and gown. But since like 2008, 2009, and as print media has sort of hit the skids, I guess, uh, we've had to give a lot of that up. And it's mainly two of us doing everything now. Uh, Wow. We do have a student intern,
2: uh, but, you know. His content. Uh, any issues with the content, or I guess with the smaller staff, you probably can find enough content.
1: Oh yeah, we've always got plenty. And uh, actually, uh, the team that we, Connor and I, uh, he's an OU grad from maybe five years ago, so he's he's fairly young, uh, and he's he's great. Uh, and between us, I think we do a, a pretty good job. We just won thirteen awards at the Ohio Newspaper or News Media Association uh, conference in Columbus. Like, oh, congratulations!
2: Fantastic, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We we do a good job. And uh, we're proud of it. And uh, so far we're in the black, like I say, but it's we're owned by a corporation and they're always, you know, trying to find ways to save money and, and all. So I don't know, I'll be retiring in a year or two. And, uh,
2: I, guess I think always everything. being in the, in the black is important to your parent company. So. Yeah, we were
1: in the red for quite a bit up until uh, going weekly. So it was, it was good to see that happen. Uh, real quick, I wanted to ask you all if you had... Uh, Followed the Gun girl story uh, in Athens last week. Oh yes.
2: Yes, I, I have. I followed it. Uh, there's a web. Uh, there's a Facebook site that always fills in. You know, you went to OU, if
1: right. I, I'm on there quite a bit.
2: Yeah, and yeah. so th- that's where I uh, I saw it. Yeah, please fill us in. Yeah,
1: it was uh, it was a typical. I forget what day of the week it was, but uh, we didn't have anybody uptown. But we have a relationship with the the New Political. It's a uh, student journalism uh, news site. Uh, I think it's newpolitical.com. Uh, and so they they string for us. If something happens on the campus or in Athens, uh, they'll let us know and they'll cover it for us. And, you know, they'll put it on the website and we'll put it in our paper. So they're the ones that covered that for us. And they got some great pictures and great coverage. So we uh, the the messenger didn't have anybody there. So... Is way. that a
2: rivalry, or is everybody kind of like we're all from Athens? We're all, you know, is yeah. it a fun rivalry, or is it real?
1: We were bitter rivals up until we got bought by the same corporation. So now we're now we're in the same building that as they are. We're like <laughs> my desk is thirty feet away from the editor of the Messenger. Uh, there's a wall between us, so that's good. Um,
2: yeah, Did you ever act like you have a really big breaking story just to mess with them?
1: No, they never
0: even see us. You know, it's like. <laughs> I, mean, I but, mean, there have been a lot, not only the gun girl thing, there was the fraternity issues, and the, the there's definitely issues? been a lot of yeah, the scandals hazing. lately.
1: Oh, yeah, and they just uh, sentenced three, three of those frat uh, members who were uh, involved with the hazing death. Uh, they Actually, they got off pretty, they won't have to do any jail time, and they're going to go into uh, the diversion program that the prosecutor has.
0: Uh do you try to slant the news more towards the town or the gown what is what who do you think
1: of when you're writing um kind of just a a, a fictional reader that that uh, that lives in between those two uh, <laughs> we don't even think think about it I, I in the back of our minds we realize most of our readers are are not students because students don't read media that much anymore right uh, I mean, I taught at OU in, in Scripps for 10 years from like 2010 to 2011. I mean, 2000, 2000 to 2011. Okay. And I remember being in that big uh, the big meeting room in Scripps Hall, the Anderson Auditorium, and asking a big room of students how many of them read the Post. And uh, maybe 10, 10 students raised their hands. Then I asked how many read the Athens News, and maybe four students raised their hand. And that was like 10 years ago. So... Yeah, it's it's discouraging to, for sure. Is the post
0: still around?
1: Yeah, it comes out once a week, but it's uh, now a website. It's, it has new, you know, it posts new stories every day, I think. Uh, oh, it's and, funny. When I was in the journalism
0: school, maybe you had this, too. They always used the post as examples of what not to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the the hazards of uh, working in journalism at a time <laughs> where there's a journalism school. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: they always kind of separated themselves from the Post. It was weird.
1: <laughs> the uh, longtime journalism director, uh, Bob Stewart, just announced that he was uh, resigning, or not resigning, but retiring uh, a couple days ago, or this past week. Mm. So that'll be a big change.
0: Right. Right. Any other, like, crazy times in your history of, you remember stories, just
1: okay, I
2: riots? blowing uh, up or... i
1: missed the uh, big riot in 74 uh, uh, that's uh, when they used to have really a, difficult uh, the spring music festival and the convo and they have like the eagles and pure prairie league and um uh, richie havens and all these big act james taylor uh, but after that uh i wasn't feeling good so i went home and, but i had some friends from uh, stowe ohio where i'm from and they ended up being right in the middle of a riot like with uh, knee knockers and uh You know, hundreds and hundreds of students throwing bricks at cops and just the whole bit. So I, my my one chance to be in a riot, what's that?
2: Oh yeah, telling Roz, we got an episode on that. Oh right,
1: when was that? That was uh, spring of '74. There were uh, two or three years in a row when there were spring riots, and I I think they grew out of the political. it wasn't stuff, stuff that was going on the year that the Kent State shootings happened. But every right, year after that right, wasn't that that
2: important was stuff like it wasn't important stuff like the daylight savings change.
1: All oh, right, right, we covered those every year. Um, the, yeah, the, that's when we rioted.
2: Yeah, <laughs> keep stuff, the bars
1: open. <laughs> yeah, that was always kind of a misnomer because it uh, wasn't students being angry about the bars. It was just students being all dumped out on the street at the same time and all drunk and still feeling like they had an hour left of partying and not being able to do it, so they partied out on the street. Right. The 74 oh. um, riot, uh, the one political aspect of that was the uh, student workers' uh, union. They tried to form a union and then had a strike, and uh, the, the u- university closed down its dining halls, and uh, students were, like, slashing tires of, uh, of uh, food trucks and all. Uh, and then Jeff Hall, where I... Where I worked, well, I didn't work there then, but uh, they uh, we had a food fight. Uh, we were in there, and uh, this uh, back then, uh, African American students would sit at, uh, all by themselves at a different table. It was like self segregation, which was really kind of weird, but that's the way it was.
2: Yeah, and we
1: we went in there to eat. I think it was dinner time, and this African American student came up to our table and said, "Hey, you guys want to have a food fight?" We said, "Oh, yeah, I guess." <laughs> so. At a certain point, they started throwing stuff uh, at at us, and then we started throwing stuff back at them. And before you knew it, they were throwing like uh, cups and dishes,
2: knives, <laughs>
0: forks. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. It's nice he it's nice he asked you. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> nobody got hurt, so you know. It was like more just for fun then. You yeah. know.
1: A couple years later, I worked in the dish room with Jeff and. uh, Students didn't eat very well, at least my group didn't, and we used to, like, uh, put forks in our uh, shirt pockets, and if a relatively untouched plate of food came in on the belt, uh, we'd pull out the fork and just start eating.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they still don't eat good, I don't think. (laughs) I remember taking the forks and throwing them up and having them stick in the dining uh, hall ceilings. Oh, yeah, I remember that trick. Yeah, that was uh, – I I, there's only a couple dining halls, I think, that that worked. Um, on, the, on the Athens news, you have the voice. Can you tell us what the Athens voice is exactly? Because I was, I was looking at that, and that just seems like a, an open forum for people to just uh, talk about whatever.
1: Uh, it is pretty much, although I do screen them. I don't let people um, like endorse or, or criticize businesses or, or individuals either, unless it's something that's already out in the public arena.
2: Well, what'd you do about the, the, the gun girl? Was that, would you allow people to?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's talking about that. So, in fact, it comes out tomorrow. Well, it came out today, actually, and there were several comments about, about her, both pro and con. You try and keep it equal. Yeah, and, I mean, in the early years when we did that, sometimes we weren't getting enough, so I would make them up myself. Um <laughs> right. And we have, you know, in the instructions it says that we're allowed to comment, so I really wasn't breaking the rules, but... Uh, uh, But I was the one that would always say, like on a cold day, I would say, oh, so much for climate change or so much for global warming, just, (laughs) just, just to piss people off is we didn't inevitably get uh, some voices saying, I can't believe you don't realize that there's a difference between climate and weather. Oh, I
0: know. The, the I hate comments on, I was just going to say comments on news stories are just so crazy.
1: No, it's disheartening, and it's dead. Some of the people that comment on our our stories are just awful, awful people.
0: <laughs> I I feel like it would be better without any comment sections
1: anywhere. Uh, so- sometimes I sometimes I I feel your pain on that one,
0: and I'll find myself reading people arguing and then i'm like oh my god why am i doing this like why am i reading this so m- why am i spending so much time listening to these people
1: argue or reading about them arguing right it's on <laughs> social media facebook and facebook right that, so. i get sucked in yeah <laughs> although we we still get along with uh i mean politically we're we've always been progressive and, and we still are but uh i mean we we still get along with local conservatives uh, the republican party uh uh We've always gotten along with them because they're really not nearly as uh, dramatic as the Democrats. I mean, most of the political fights that we covered over the years were um, factionalism within the Democratic Party here in town.
2: Mm, Right. I wouldn't think Athens would have a far right. They probably have definitely more of a far left, but it was generally a – I would think that the kind of the perception and thought among the area would be more universal than in a lot of places. Is that true?
1: I think so. And the, the reception the Gun Girl got, which was almost universally um, dismissive of her, critical of her, uh, I mean, in a very demonstrable, demonstrable way, uh, indicates that uh, OU is still more of a liberal campus than not. It's not Miami. It never will be. Thank God for that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> politics aside, thank goodness. Yeah, we don't want any of that. Uh, uh,
1: I, I did a column in uh, last Thursday's paper, uh, AthensNews dot com, and it compared the gun girl uh, situation with uh, with Brother Jed. Do you all remember him?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Very much so. The evangelist. But, but-
0: the preacher that was on the monument all the time. Yeah, he would, um, a and
2: <laughs> he would uh,
1: call out uh, students for uh, female students for their dress or or gay students or, or whatever and and just rile everybody up. And I mean, and then they would react exactly the way he wanted them to, which is kind of the parallel with gun girl,
2: I guess. Yeah, he right. knew the he knew the right audience. Like, okay, this is the exact crowd to keep him going.
1: Oh, he knew the buttons to push.
2: <laughs> oh, for sure. It was just
1: another Athens thing, you know. When I posted something up about, well, I posted my column on that OU Facebook site, and all so many people said, "Oh, I remember him," you know. Yeah,
2: actually, right. I think I saw that. I think someone might have posted that uh, your article on the, you know, you went to OUF. Yeah, that, I think I posted it. He said he did. <laughs> oh, okay, Sorry.
0: Sorry. Right. Right. You, were you able to find out where Brother Jed is now or anything like that?
1: Uh, somebody posted in that thread saying that he's his neighbor. Um, maybe oh. in, uh, Indiana or someplace like that. Oh, so Brother Jed lives
0: on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not he's a male old.
2: man, just normal life. That's right. right. He's cuts loose when he comes to Athens. Yeah. <laughs> well Terry we're running uh, uh getting towards our end of the show but we always like to talk about what do you like most about Athens and OU I mean you must
0: you must love it you've you've been there so long you're you're just part of the fabric
1: Uh just the the community I mean I know so many people uh and I don't know more and more and more each year that I'm here but uh, you go uptown and you see people you know. You go into Casa, like on those early show nights, I'll know probably 20 different people. and uh, You know them so well, you don't even feel like you have to say hi because you just see them so often. Yeah, I know all the people that own the bars and own the businesses, and uh, usually we're on good terms with them. And, uh, and Just the festivals, that's another thing. I mean, we have the uh, Ohio Brew Week. That's, that's something that started since you all were here. That's great. Every July, a whole week of different uh, beer-centric events, including a huge st- street festival uh, where there's like 30 different places to buy craft beer on the street uh, and bands. Did you need a reason
2: and... to drink in Athens.
1: <laughs> no, you don't really. No. No, that's
2: what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's yeah. have another festival because yeah, we need a reason. And
1: uh, Boogie on the Bricks is the other one. Every summer, there's that. Uh... Have you all been to either of those those events? No, I've but... heard of them.
2: But no, I don't know I about haven't. the Boogie on the Bricks. That sound, Boogie on the Bricks, that sounds more my style. Uh,
1: well, the the last call is the Ohio Brew Week event, which is pretty much just like Boogie on the Bricks. They close down two blocks of uh, Court Street, and people drink beer and listen to music and, and just hang out all day long. Usually it's uh, ungodly hot, though. Like last year, I think it was 100 degrees. Yeah, but come on down for that. That's That's a great event. Both We're going to have to.
2: Yeah. I know. Roz, we definitely need to make a trip. Um, and you've, uh, you know, yeah, you've and been in the know archives. You so you were just you. like,
0: we may have to call you back because you're just like an Athens expert. Uh, <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah.
1: I keep thinking of things to talk about. but
2: uh, you know. yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for your, your time. And Roz, closing thoughts?
1: Uh, thank
0: you so much, Terry. Keep that, uh, I'm, I'm sad to see you're going to retire. I'm sure you're not, but it's been so wonderful that you've been so dedicated to, uh, you know, keeping everyone informed about the happenings in Athens. And it's so nice to talk to a fellow journalism major. And thanks so much for coming on.
1: Well, great talking to you, Roz, and you too, Tim. And uh, remember that 40 years on the brick, so I think you all will enjoy that. Yes. I'm
2: Definitely. in. Thank you Definitely. so much.
0: We're going to look that up. 20 bucks. We'll get it for you for your birthday, Tim.
2: You got it. You <laughs> got